0: This is the third in a series I am doing, looking at how we can share our faith and partner with God in what he is doing in the world to bring people to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Saviour. In the first session, we looked at being part of the adventure. Second session, we looked at being empowered. Today, we are looking at being yourself. For four years, for two weeks, each summer, I went to Ibiza to work as part of a short-term mission team with 24-7 prayer there. We went to San Antonio. San Antonio it used to be where thousands of young people would gather every summer. They would drink too much. They would do too many drugs. There would be lots of things going on. They would get themselves into a mess, and 24-7 prayer would be there, praying, walking the streets, ready to help, ready to help when they were in a mess, ready to share something of Jesus, and to pray for them. In my final year, I was about, I think, 43 when I went. And I'd done it the three years previously, and I loved it. And I remember the first night, putting my t-shirt on, and I was with a team of uh, far younger people than me. Got my t-shirt on, and in twos we went out and we started walking the streets, just seeing what was happening and seeing where God could use us. And I remember in those first few steps, those first few moments, feeling really, really old. The person that I was with was uh, quite young. All the people around me were young. I thought, I'm old enough to be their mothers. I'm not into this club scene. I don't think I was ever into the club scene. And I was just having this internal dialogue with God. Like, oh God, I'm so old. I'm, I'm so out of touch with all of this and just doubting that God could use me. And I remember, remember very clearly, in the midst of the the strip in uh, San Antonio, God saying, "Just be you. Just be you." And I thought, "Okay, fine. I- I'm me. This is me. I'm just going to say, God, use me." Uh, and I took a couple of steps forward, and I bumped into this guy, and it was completely by accident. And he looked at me, and he looked at my T-shirt, and he said, "You're one of those Christians, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." and he then began to just share without me even asking him his life. He talked about how when he was 10 years old he returned home from school to find that his mother had hung herself in a tree in the garden and just the pain that that had caused him. He went on to talk about lots of other things that he'd messed up in and just how dark and lonely and dirty and troubled He was feeling in that moment and he said would you pray for me so i prayed for him and he said i want to pray and so he prayed this prayer that was full of effing and jeffing and lots of other things but it was something that was sincere from the bottom of his heart and in that moment he met with god his face and his countenance changed there was just something that happened and i remember thinking just be me just be me i did not need to be young i just needed to be available i just needed to be me i just needed to be there in that moment in the place that god had put me nobody else but me it didn't matter about my age it didn't matter that i didn't like his taste in music what mattered was that i was there in that moment and that god had brought him across my path and had invited me to be part of his transformation just by being me. Sometimes I think when we think about sharing our faith, we think we've got to be these extroverts, we've got to be like such and such. God says to each one of us, just be you. Richard Powney of the Evangelical Alliance said this God wants to use us as we are and not as we think we should be. God wants to work through our character, background, personality and interests. We don't have to become someone else or a caricature of ourselves before we can be involved in God's adventure of evangelism. God says to you and me, just be you. I want to ask you just two questions to reflect on today and in this week ahead. The first question is this, do you know who God has created you to be and are you comfortable, at peace, content and confident in that? For me, I've had times of struggle, times of struggle beginning to see myself as God sees me. I go back to David in the Psalms thinking about the fact that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and that God knit me together in my mother's womb and that is true for each of us we are fearfully we are wonderfully made we are the people that we are because God created us to be these people people with our gifts people with our temperaments people with our sense of humor I remember there being a time where uh, I thought, actually, I can't express part of my personality, my sense of humour because that's not right. And don't get me wrong, there are times when my sense of humour crosses the line and is completely out of order and I hold my hands up and say that. But actually, there are times when my sense of humour and just my fun and my joy of life is good, is helpful and is a gift from God and it took me time to realise that and to recognise that. And I want to ask you, do you know how loved you are? Do you know that you have been created by God to be you? Do you know what your gifts are? Do you know what your abilities are? Do you know your temperament? If you don't, if you're struggling to see yourself as God sees you, I want to invite you just to spend some time sharing that with him, like I did in Ibiza. Just being real, being honest and asking him, reveal to me that which you see in me. Give me a godly sense of who you have created me to be. Maybe even ask a few people that know you really well, what are my strengths? When you look at me, who do you think you're created? What are the good things about me? And spend time rejoicing in those, giving thanks for those and being affirmed to know that you don't have to be anybody else but you. God loves you the way that you are. You are good enough. Yes, there are things that he wants to refine in all of us. Fundamentally, you are good and God loves you. Second question to ask is, do you recognise that the place that God has put you is a strategic place? It is your mission field. So often I think we look at other people and we think, oh, they're involved in that, they're doing this. Gosh, they are really doing amazing things with their life. Oh, look at me. I just do this or I just do that. When God looks at you, he doesn't just think, oh, you just do that. God thinks it's incredible that you do that. I've planted you there. And I will water you there. And I will help you to bear fruit there because that is your mission field. And the only person that can meet that mission field is you because I've created you to meet that mission field. I've created you to be salt and light and to be my witness. Whether that's in the supermarket, whether that's in the garage, whether that's looking after the family, that is your mission field. That is your strategic place. And it's just as important as going overseas as a missionary. Richard Halverson, the chaplain to the United States Senate, said this. There is a difference between church work and the work of the church. When church is being done, the church is gathered and visible as on a Sunday morning. When the work of the church is being done, the church is scattered and invisible like Monday morning. The work of the church is what the members of the church do between Sundays. Business, industry, homemaking, education, sales, agriculture. Like salt, the church is doing its work when scattered, when penetrating and becoming invisible. Salt confined in a shaker is useless, but salt scattered with a purpose has limitless uses, flavouring food, softening meat or healing a wound. In Matthew 5.13, Jesus declared, You are the salt of the earth. Let's be the salt of the earth. Let's recognise that we are the people that God has created us. We are in the places that he has planted us. He invites us to bear fruit in those places, to not try and be as someone else is, to not try and do what somebody else does, but to say, this is me, this is my life, use me.